下酒，红头怒气不气，心底要打灭。Journey through the Decadecast, a common writer retrospective through the lens of decade, where I am Shin Garrett, I'm Evan, and I'm Chris, and uh, here we are at Kiva, three and episode four. one, part two, episode three and four. Yeah, we're probably this is probably just going to be episode two of Kiva coverage, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I'm I think we need to have just really obscure like naming conventions for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went two hours on the first one. We probably don't need to let make people listen to a three-hour Kiva podcast in one go. We watched uh, the last two of this opening set, and it's just—I get the feeling the director doesn't like women. I, I think it's more the writer than the director, but yes. the writer doesn't like women. Yeah. Yeah, I believe this is this is definitely an in any way thing to blame. If if they're not just window dressing, they're actively written to be bad people. Or annoying Or sometimes people. both. Or sometimes both, yeah. And I s I don't know. This is gonna be a long nine months. <laughs> Maybe it gets better. Maybe we can hope. Um. So we start yeah, with. I'm. I'm still not seeing it. Honestly, I really don't think he treats the female characters in this particularly badly. Honestly, like they do things in a way that nobody in Kuga did really. I mean, but none. None of the people in Kuga were like trained to to fight monsters and then were beat every time yeah it wasn't as if Sakuraka... we've seen literally two people fight monsters well i guess three two of them are human one of them is kiva and kiva well, no, we've wins seen because four. he has superpowers because uh it's it's megumi megumi's mom yuri atoya akiva's mom and kiva wait kiva's mom kiva's i don't mom? remember that happening when did kiva's mom show up kiva... i said kiva's dad i thought you said Kiva's, you said Kiva's mom. mom. Oh, well, no, I, whatever. I meant Kiva's dad. Okay. Well, yeah, but Kiva's dad didn't do particularly great either. Right, but with no training, he did as Just well as, as someone good. who had training. Do they have training? Like, that hasn't been established Yeah, yet. no, we don't actually know if it's literally they the just pull these random people off the street and like, hey, we're going to have you fight vampires. What? Yeah, okay, here you go, bye. I assume there's some sort of training. We know so little assume, about yeah. this setting that, like, maybe that's normal. D that's possible. No. No. <laughs> Gary, no. you've watched this whole show, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. How much of the show have you watched? I I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> okay. I, I think I watched, like, the first episode of it way back when and then i watched something else okay <laughs> okay so you're flying blind on this one as much as us then. right other than like the deep wiki diving and random things that i that i have picked up through osmosis <laughs> uh, so i think we should actually go through this now okay we we can do that 
All so right, episode so... three <coughs> is Heroic Perfect Hunter. Yes, and uh, in this one... I don't know the musical reference there. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like a key thing. Mm, possibly. But, uh, so for the past part of this episode, um, it's basically we get to see how Atoya Kuranai basically lives his life. Yeah. Which, which is going around, and whenever he meets a new pretty lady, getting completely obsessed with them. And then the next one comes along, and then the next one comes along. And then he just runs scams to just... I don't, are they I don't scams? If, I don't think he runs scams. It's... Okay, no. You're correct. I think he doesn't actively run scams. He's he just, just lives the in the bubble economy, and people just th- are throwing a lot of money around. Yeah, and he's <laughs> handsome and personable, and so he comes up, he's like, Hey, I've got this great idea for you that he literally just pulled out of his I... ass five seconds ago. Oh, I was about to say, he didn't come up with ideas, but then I remember he, he did. Yeah, that's, that's for a lot. That's <laughs> he makes literally bad how suggestions. Yeah, he makes terrible suggestions all the time to everyone. Yeah. Being super charming, or trying to be, and it's just... Man, I... There, I there's worse like character him. tropes. No, I just don't like this one. But, uh... He's basically going around flirting, and Yuri is following around. Because he has... He stole her weapon. Yep. And they both fight this moth fangire, I think. Yep. And it gets away, because of course it does. Because... They fight it a little bit, and then it runs away. Because it's 1986, and they don't know how to kill Fangire yet. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have Uh, Kiva, so they can't kill Fangire. He's the one person who can do it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a pretty short, like, 86 section. There's, like, that part where Yuri gets her weapon back, and then Yuri's told to investigate Atoya to see about becoming... A member of whatever the fuck they're a member of. It's literally just, hey, so this guy that's interfering with your work, that is just kind of running around and appearing randomly, I want you to go recruit him. What? So, like, I I, I can kind of follow this, actually. Well, I like, mean, I... if the Fankires have some sort of weird weakness or relationship with music, I could see why they would want him. Maybe. I mean, but it's not, they don't even have anything about the music. It's just this random weird guy who showed up and was flirting with you and was interfering with your investigation. And oh, yeah, stole her weapon and was able to be more effective against, or just as, or maybe more effective against a Fangire than she ever was. Yeah, there were some, there's some like latent things to it. It's not like the, the worst train of thought. No, it's not. His it's private just, life uh, might be a problem, she says, when she's talking to her boss. <laughs> she's, a, she's a philanderer and a womanizer. Out the wazoo. Right. And I I guess the only reason that this guy, that her, the the guy in the future who's always talking about the body fat percentages, uh, it, this is him in the past talking to, Megumi's her name, right? Yuri is the one in the past. Yuri's Megumi in the past. Megumi is the daughter. Yes. Yeah, he just tells Yuri, well, he's tough, and that's good enough for me, which, okay. Yeah. 
And the only other little bits of 1986 information we get are a couple scenes later in the show showing uh, Otoya basically <laughs> not scamming people, but being like the slippery, de- the whispering devil in your ear to make risky decisions. Right. Yeah. The 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 past sections and the future sections are like much more directly related in this one than they were in the first two episodes. Yeah. The past he, like, sections are also people like about super his dad, mad. and then they flash back to him to his dad generally. Right. Yeah. The one one thing that I think really <coughs> emphasizes Atoya's personality is the second of these where they're in a casino and they're gambling red. at the roulette table. Red. And he, yeah, red. he's just doing red over and over, and it keeps red. going black. Because it's the color of passion, Evan. Don't you yeah. get it? Well, no, it's the thing of, then, you know, like, the pit boss comes up and says, Sir, um, how are, how are you going to pay? And this asshole pulls out his violin and stands up and starts playing and singing. And is like, this, my lessons are worth a million dollars. This is my payment. Rah! And he gets like, away I- with it. And that would not happen. Everybody was really into it. Maybe I guess. Yes. are nicer in Japan. That was not, a, that did not look like a Japanese casino. That was no, that was all white people at that table. Is it? Yeah, it's like 90% oh, yeah. white people. I guess it is. No, nah, I mean it's partly Asian people, partly white yes, people. Yes, yeah. it is. It is partly Asian, but it's predominantly half. white people at that table. <gasps> <It's> fucking, <laughs> this asshole just stands up and plays his violin. <laughs> Fuck it. Hon- honestly, pretty into it. <gasps> it yeah, it's clever. It's just mother- this asshole. I'm I'm imagining being at that table going, Are, really. I really really love the way that Atoya just gets more intense about saying red every time he loses. (laughs) It's it's very funny. He just goes through a cycle of more intense expressions. Um, (coughs) Oh, God. There's also the bit where in the back of all of these scenes, like at the very end of it, you see Yuri in different disguises. That is also really good. Because Yuri's just there the entire time looking on disapprovingly. Yeah, she's always got this look on her face like, this What the fuck asshole. are you doing? Yeah, and that's pretty much all we got for the his, uh, past situation in this episode. Yeah. yeah, and so these people who he is uh, spending time around in, in the past are still mad at him in the future. That's mostly what the idea is. Yes. Maybe? I, I'm... Well, I'm unsure about this, actually. I think uh, it might have f- actually been the lawyer, like, getting them to get angry. I get the, yeah, I get the feeling it was literally, they hadn't thought about Atoya Kurenai in years, and then it's brought up, mm-hmm. and then their first response is, oh, that asshole, he's the fault for it. And then they mm-hmm. sit and they think about it, and they think about their life, <laughs> and then the resolution happens later in the episodes. Well, right. Where they're That's like, the actually, episode, you right? know what, uh, our life is okay. Yeah, yeah. Just All right, well, that was the episode. Um, you can find us on the internet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We gotta about talk about this stupid shit. About summed it up, Evan. I know, it did. But we're gonna go a little bit further. Because we gotta learn about this weird... This weird social dynamic that I don't think... 
exists in America or doesn't exist as much anymore. This weird family dynamic of you are responsible for your parents' debts. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, the... I... I... <laughs> also, we gotta introduce Nago. He, he's fine. Who's Nago? Oh, yeah, the, the, guy. the guy. He's the bounty hunter. Yeah, the yeah. bounty hunter guy. He's more or less a paladin. <clears throat> yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, just a bit. So the episode in the, the present section opens with Wataru working on a violin in his shop and ignoring the uh, his doorbell going off about a thousand times. Which, I mean, Very can good. relate. No, no, no one's ever at your no door for good things. No one wants to answer the doorbell. Yeah, no. Un- unless you are expecting someone, never answer the doorbell. <laughs> yeah. Un- unless it's your friendly mail guy that brings you your purchases from Japan. <laughs> then answer it. Eventually... Then you're expecting a package. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eventually, Kavat gets so annoyed that he's like, go answer the damn door, Wataru. Yeah. Kavat continues a... to be, like, the, the best thing in the show. I do kind of love him. He's extremely cute. I, I don't know anything about him, but I like him. Yeah. I, really I'm right. still like, intensely curious where he comes from. See, I would be curious... Mm. I would be interested. I, I I'm trying to think about it. I th- I had a headcanon theory that Kavat is just Wataru's like fangire side just manifested into this bat thing. That'd that be... might work, yeah. So I'm... so wait, he's Wataru's uh persona then? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll accept that. The 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 point of this little intro scene wait, is Wait, are fangires show... just furries? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, they're not just va- they're they're not just bats. They're like weird alien mouth horse monsters and all sorts of other weird. There's things. a horse. There was a moth. There was whatever that other one was. An octopus. Spider. There was a spider. There was a spider. Yeah. There is still the spider. It hasn't been defeated yet. Oh That's yeah, true. yeah. He just ran away and we haven't seen him again. Man, what if the spider's the final boss? Man, that'd be weird. <laughs> he was the first one we saw, and in Kuga, that turned out to be the final boss. Uh, the the point of this little intro scene is to show that uh, Wataru does not, you know, it, as has already been shown, Wataru doesn't deal well with, like, pressure from other people because it was a salesman trying to sell sell newspapers. Right. W- Wataru doesn't already, people good. Yeah, he's he's already subscribed, like, five different newspapers that he doesn't read. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's what's the name of the lady who helps him with stuff? I forget her name, too. I... Oh instantly forget it because she, she's barely there she got named once and she kind of did it in a very demure way and no one ever calls her by her name and i'm just it's like shizuka it's shizuka okay shizuka namora because in my go. head she's just mama and i was like that's well evan that sounds like that's between you and her but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh it's kiva's mom except it's not it's this weird Middle school age girl. What is her actual relationship to him, please? Right, because but Kiva's mom is. Spoilers go here. Yeah, I mean it. It's obviously uh, Yuki, right? Like, it, it's obviously Yuki, right? D- Yuki. Who is Yuki? Yuri. Yuri. I mean Yuri. No, no I, I, that, that's I will actually tell not you confirmation. True. Yes. yes. Really? Yuri is oh, not Kiva's mom. I assumed that is, it definitely was. Yuri is <laughs> no. Megumi's mom. Right. Right. But I figured they were like secret half siblings or something. 
Nah. Oh, okay. Well, hey, they're going a different direction than I expected. Yep. Then we hit our, we go to through our intro, which it's, I don't know, it's okay. Um, and we learn that oh, Megumi has a coworker named Nago, who it, we're not supposed to let him know that Kiva's alive because he'll try and kill Kiva. Also, Megumi hates Nago because he's effective, I guess. I mean, undetermined. Yeah, we don't actually get a reason for why she's supposed to hate him, but I. I, I mean, know, he's kind of just, just, he's arrogant, I guess. Yeah, but he's good at what he does, and he's, you know, he he's he keeps succeeding. I mean, uh, the only yeah. thing we've seen him succeed in is just, like, bounty hunting, like, dudes that seem pretty easy to bounty hunt. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I assume she dislikes him because he's either morally inflexible, or she thinks that what he's doing is not as important as what she's doing, one of the two. Or that they want to bang. Yeah, no. I it, guess it, they could also be exes or something. It, based on things that read ahead of time that I shouldn't, it's literally just the fucking schoolyard. Ooh, I like him, but I don't know how to deal with that. Type of bullshit. It's not like I like you or anything, Boba yeah. Babaka. It's not Spoilers. Jeez. Okay. So let's see. Uh, Wataru brings the uh, the owner of Lamalda La Moor like a gift. Yeah, the maid uh, cafe. Yeah, yeah, the maid, the maid. Of I, I'm gonna call it the maid cafe this entire <laughs> entire show, and you can't stop That's me. Fine. So, listeners, every time we say maid cafe, know that it's not a maid cafe. Uh, <laughs> but what if it was? <laughs> it, see, he's would be funny. He's, yeah, he's coming to give a gift as a thank you for the table. Right, right. And Megumi has to chime in from the peanut gallery. Man, you suck at thanking people. <laughs> you're you're kind of shit at this, aren't you? Wow, you're terrible. Oh god, a dog. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's what it, happens, he does. Yeah. Kind of suck at thanking people, but then he cuddles the pooch because it's so cute. Yeah, it's like oh, the the dog that has been in Wataru is good with puppers. Super loves water. That's also a super old pupper. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. That dog is insanely old. He doesn't look as old as he actually is. If, if it's least... Assuming it's the same dog. That's 22 years old. I guess yeah. it could be a... I guess it could be a child of the previous a, dog? It is a vampire dog. Maybe it's, okay. it's, a, it's a... It's a fangire dog. Okay. I, I think time would line up better if we assume it's a child of the previous dog. <laughs> that would also work. I mean, I guess. Although they, they are really trying to make you think it's the same dog because whenever no. they go back into the yeah, past, no, because it's a puppy. They, they also say, like, <laughs> this is only the second person that it's immediately befriended, and obviously the other was, was a toy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, Megumi is the same uh, version to this thing that uh, Yuri did. Just like but, like, mom. slightly less? And, uh,. <laughs> Wataru introduces himself just by his first name. Nobody does it. Nobody notices anything. They start talking about, oh, hey, what's going on? What's doing everything? Oh, oh yeah, I'm I guess. To... I guess this is when Wataru reveals that Otoya is actually his dad. If you hadn't like guessed that incredibly obvious uh, link in the previous episodes, I mean, I think they like they showed like a photo in the case where the bloody rose was. Probably, yeah, yeah there but is. I don't think it was directly stated until now. 
man, I love this couple in the back of this scene that when Megumi... So, yeah, Megumi starts asking, so... Uh, so why are you trying to change anyway? How are you going to do it? There's this couple in the background of the cafe that when she's like gesticulating, smacking the table, they keep looking at her like, what the fuck is this? What is she doing? Yeah, that's true. And Atoya reveals, oh, I want to be someone like my dad. My mom told me he was an amazing person and thoughtful, sincere, serious. A pure person who hated evil. So did Wataru just not understand anything his mom said, or did his mom just straight up lie to him? Or I, mean, I those... guess his dad might have radically changed. I mean, th- those last two are pretty pretty valid. I guess. Do you think he just imagined the other ones? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so Maybe. then uh, Wataru reveals that his dad's name is Kuranayatoya. And this <coughs> motherfucker made cafe owner. He he knows fucking everything, but he just won't say anything. He just stares. He just stands in the background and stares creepily at everyone. Yeah, th- the next flashback is kind of implied, like it implied, kind of implied to be one of his memories. Weirdly, just because the camera focuses on him so much, but I don't think it actually is. Fucking fucking this guy. I, he could just answer everything for us. He could. Like, well, he's clearly I don't, there. Could he tell us anything about the Fangires or the Dragon Castle <laughs> or what Kavada is or anything I, like that? He probably Maybe. can't say anything about the Dragon Castle, but... He should talk. It'd be good. Maybe he just is a Fangire. Who knows? He could be. I guess we really don't know anything about them yet. Yeah. So back in the present, Wataru is, uh... He's back at his, at his uh, workshop. And the doorbell gets rung again, this time by a lady who was a lawyer. A lawyer named Natsukawa. Yeah, she is looking for for Otoya. She's like, so hey, you ever, do you know the name Kurenai Otoya? Alright, so here's these big eight binders full of lists of all his victims. These are all peoples that have complained about you, so I've now come to collect on their debt from you, his son. Okay, so th- there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> the first one is, I think, victims is an extremely strong word. That is literally what they say. But <gasps> yes, you're correct. I, I more, know more that's like literally what they that his, say. More like his people who his dad had annoyed. <gasps> a B, like, would they all have really filed? Like, how did how did that happen? I mean, she probably went around and got these. Yeah, thought, like that sounds more plausible. Um, C, um, um, I was trying to come up with another thing they didn't, they don't just say in the show, but I can't, but C, they're definitely past, like, statute of limitation. Well, they bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. This is not in any way a legal issue. I'm not even entirely sure why she's doing this other than it's literally man. Otoya said I was beautiful, and then he snubbed me, and so I'm gonna fuck with his kid. Yeah, she just doesn't like Wataru. She like it, it's it is the pettiest childhood bullshit ever. She ha- she like 
There is no reason for her to come after and do this other than I want to unsettle this kid and make him feel bad for his dad. She's a fucking vampire. We don't even know how long they live. What are their motivations? We have no idea. (gasps) That's true. I don't know. It's her motivation is weird to me. I I don't know. I think I feel like I've seen weird vindictiveness be an element of lots of vampire fiction. It is. It's just I think it's this the entire idea of hey child be aware of your parents' sins and feel bad about them is kind of sickening to me. Yeah, well, it makes more sense in the context of the show, just because Wataru admires his dad so much. It, it if he does. didn't already have like this strong emotional attachment to his father's legacy, it wouldn't really work. But since he does, yeah. like, it makes sense that he feels some sort of culpability for this. Yeah, no, I I can see, especially from the story perspective of forcing uh, Wataru to reconcile what his father was actually like based off of what he was told. I can see that for a story arc. I just there's no like I, I'm there's unsatisfied. no like real end game for this though. Yeah, like <laughs> what what is she hoping to accomplish actually? I don't know what she actually wants to accomplish. Th- this feels than... more like we need to have Wataru question his like conviction in believing his father was a good person. How can we make this happen instead of like the yeah, that's a good point, Gareth. That this really does seem like a narrative point to ha- to get Wataru to go yeah. meet these people and have these flashbacks. Yeah, this is more of like a narrative convenience than this actually being like a thing happening in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's interesting, like like kind of like front loading front loading this moral this moral dilemma thing to Kiva is an interesting thing. Like generally, like that that's usually saved for like later later like halves of shows and stuff and further on and like the idea of it is there i just don't think it lands very well no it's it also doesn't resolve really no it's just that the fangire gets defeated i mean it maybe it'll come up i mean it feels like this entire thing with atoya is gonna keep lasting and we're gonna slowly learn more and more about atoya well, okay, the resolution in the next episode, we'll get there, but basically these two people that he met, one guy, like, runs a ramen cart, and, yeah, he, like, Atoya convinced him to invest badly, and the other guy is, like, a crossing guard, and Atoya had, apparently, he says he sucked up all his luck at a, at the casino. Yeah, the, and the basically, second guy literally has no argument as to why Atoya messed him up. Right, so at the end of this, they're both, like, you know, we help people. We're not actually that mad. Things are fine. And like, I thought that was that was the resolution. I thought that was a fine resolution. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that, yeah, that, that was, was fine. But then they die, them. so it doesn't matter. So fuck it. <laughs> so after that, Wataru goes to a Christian rock album cliffside to angst. He does. <gasps> yeah, I mean, that, he really does. Pretty, yeah, it's faith plus one is in the shoals below. <laughs> And, uh, his, and, what's her, Nasa, Nasakawa, what's her name? I forgot. Lawyer her name. Lady? Yeah, Natsukawa. 
No, Nasuka was the lawyer. What's what's his what's his uh, Shizuka? Shizuka, yeah. Shizuka is like, look, they said that they're not going to be mad if you can remember or, or prove that your dad did one good thing. So come on. So like, what 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 the fuck that. is that too? Like like how? What? Yeah, I. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what. Like what? It's so yeah, weird. and I I did I do I like this scene because. There were parts of it that I was thinking, like, is is he going to jump off the cliff? I also thought that, too, <laughs> is he, to is, be honest. Is, is Wataru <laughs> going to commit suicide over this? Right, but no, he, he's not. probably be fine. He's, but it, he can fly. Uh, what if like, that, like, activated his, like, his, his latent fangire-ness? That'd be weird. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah, he kind <laughs> of just, like, collapses to his knees and is like, oh, I've lost all my confidence. It's like the one, like, the the foundation for why I'm doing the things I am doing has been shattered. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's good. This is his next side quest. But before that, we cut to a totally different plot line where there is a white guy who is apparently working with... Okay, the it's a German guy, specifically. Okay. German? Oh, yeah. He yeah, they, they show, the... like, the German and yeah, the Japanese Yeah, because he's flag. got bratwurst and sushi. <laughs> bratwurst sushi is probably actually good. I'd oh, eat that. I'm not a sushi, huge fan of bratwurst and sushi. I'm not a huge fan of bratwurst. They're kind of, I don't know, they're too firm to be pleasant to eat. And yes, we get introduced to our new character, Nago. Who he's a paladin. about. Yes, who he is a bounty hunter who steals buttons from people, who steals buttons from his marks. Is like I'm going to keep this as a memento of me catching you, because I'm a cool anime character. <laughs> Apparently, this guy has a five hundred thousand dollar bounty on his head, which is actually really good. Yes, yeah, that's all. That's a really high bounty. <laughs> uh, and this is a good fight scene, like. The fight choreography in it, I really enjoy. I especially like the fat white guy who's just kind of in the back going, ooh, ooh, yeah. just waddling around. He, he puts his hands up in a fake kung fu stance, and then once he sees his goons getting their asses kicked, he grabs his plates of food and leaves. Yes. <laughs> but then he, like, drops them and picks up the the boken. Boken. Yeah, yeah. Which he does he's not like, hold right. He's, he, he's holding the handle, and then, like, one hand is halfway up the blade. And he's just like, no, wiggling at him. Nago is like, no, it's nah, I know nah, there are specific Japanese names for every single tiny little part of a boken, but none of us know those, okay? So. <laughs> the blade part of the boken. <laughs> the blade part. No, okay, I thought, he had t- I thought he had tossed it when he ran away, but no, he runs outside. Yeah, he runs outside with it. And he grabs takes some... Sh- yeah. He runs by Shizuka and Wataru and takes Shizuka hostage. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> hostage kind of. for a loose definition of the word <laughs> which is he holds her under one arm and is kind of just waving the boken around just <laughs> i mean it's effective enough where it's working on wataru a, a lot <laughs> would work on wataru i mean yes you but could then... probably scare wataru just by doing the i'm not touching you thing so i'm not sure if that's a good Indicator of threat level. Then Nako shows up, deflects a hit from the Boken, steals it, and just beats the crap out of this white guy. 
Yeah. yeah, he just hits him a lot with the thing. Just smacks him a lot with the Boken. And I think he's doing, like, different kendo stance strikes in each cut. I'm not 100% sure. Probably. That that makes sense. And it's just, the German guy is going, no, stop it. That hurts. And you just see different cuts of Nago just... Yeah, I think that's the idea, is, is that he he uses a Boken like a... A ken- actual kendo practitioner, so yeah, yeah. He's and, being uh, correct in his boken usage, right? He is, because he is by the book in everything, presumably. He he is an anime character because he takes down the the fat German guy and starts giving this little speech about be reborn, and if you atone for your crimes, you have a chance. And then All the cops... humans have infinite potential. <laughs> right, right. And then the cops show up and are like. Hey, you, you captured the guy with the bounty on him. And he's oh. like, yes, send the reward to the usual place for the children. For the, for the children. For the orphans. <laughs> right. Uh, for I am the ally of justice. Yeah. And, and like, like oh, ally of justice is a word. Hunter? Yeah, but like, he, he's like, no, I am an ally of justice. That's a legit thing he says out of his mouth. And Atoya yeah, and Chizuka's like, is wow, harder than he's badass. ever been. Toya is looking at this man going, You mean Wataru? Wataru is looking at this man going, I am having feelings I've never had before. (laughs) I must go talk to him. And accidentally call him father. Yeah, just a bit. He's like, I want to call this guy daddy. Um, But they go to the Cafe Moldemore. Well, no, they don't. It's, he says, hey, I'm 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 a bit busy today. If you want to come talk to me, I'm at the cafe Maldemour up ahead occasionally. Right. That so, doesn't happen until next episode. Right. Yeah. See you later. He just leaves. So in order to get to our cliffhanger, we cut to yeah. a sports stadium where a guy is running track. And then he gets attacked. He just, I love this scene. It's it's this guy running in this abandoned track, and the moth fangire just comes down out of the air, grabs him and starts flying off away with him. Yeah, so so but, like like why? I don't know. I don't, he's going to drink maybe his blood. He's just hungry. But yeah, but, uh, Megumi shows up and shoots the guy and uh shoots the fangire and he drops the fangire drops the dude. And uh, then yeah. the fangire stands up and she th- shoots it three times in the chest and it doesn't react and just kind of stares at her. Yeah, and then and she gets beat again. Yep. Wataru gets to apparently Wataru gets headaches or he's able to hear the bloody rose yeah, wherever he, he is. He has like fangire sense. Yeah. Yeah, they they show the bloody rose uh like resonating, so I guess he can sense it from anywhere. And he like he he holds his head and like kinda winces and goes, Ah, ah. Yeah. So, so I he, guess it hurts him. Yeah, he shows up at the track, Kiva's up. And uh, starts fighting the moth guy. It's, it's first. I mean, first we had to get this two-minute scene of Megumi getting beat up and almost getting the moth fang guy are like, "Hey, I'm gonna grab your hand and force you to point your gun at yourself so you shoot yourself in the head." And yeah, and he like sprays her with uh, glitter dust or whatever. I don't know. It causes yeah, Toku ex- of glitter dust. It, it causes Toku explosions. It's yep. like it's moth power. <laughs> right. It's moth dust. I mean, I can see. There's the thing where moths do actually there's some breeds of moth that have like dust in their wings that Mm -hmm. 
is used to like help keep their wings clean. So I can see where it comes from, but it, it being explosive is a bit silly. I mean, I think there are some moths that are genuinely have poisonous wing powder, I think. I believe. I could be wrong there. <gasps> or is that just Pokemon? Is is that maybe that's just a superstition or something, but uh Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so Megumi does terribly until Kiva saves her as usual. And uh Kiva Kiva kinda just tosses this moth thing around easily. Yep. It's not a challenge. And it's even, like, the moth tries to do its own dive kick, rider kick pseudo thing. Kiva just catches its legs and does a giant swing. Yeah. yeah it does it's great. Zangief, spin around, spin you around thingy. Yeah. And then Kiva's got it on the ground and it's gonna, f- it's gonna kill it! And then he remembers that people don't like his dad. <laughs> And yeah. that distracts him long enough that the moth is able to spew in his face and it flies away. What? <laughs> you know. Why would he think why would he think about that at this exact moment? It, it's on his mind. Wataru yeah, is a sad but boy. <laughs> what was the trigger that cu- like I well it's you would you it's would about, think about like he's this... unsure about his moral conviction. Like is this the right I... thing to do and stuff? But yeah. You are literally fighting a giant moth bug monster that tried to kill someone. I'm pretty sure this is the right thing to do. We don't know what the Fangires do though. Maybe they're doing it for a good reason. I don't know. <laughs> Gary, you you said you've done some wiki diving. Do you, is the is the Fangires motivation anything other than hunger or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, so, uh, Megumi. I didn't slumps do like against... productive wiki diving. Oh okay. So so we Megumi's like slumps against a pillar. She's like recovering from getting beat up, and then the paladin dude shows up and is like, uh, mocks her for getting beat up apparently because he's a jerk. It's it's either he's it, I don't think he's like I don't think he's straight up thinking oh man I I'm mocking her. I think he's got, like, this code in his head of how warrior's supposed to act, and it's just like, well, as usual, you don't measure up. Because she's collapsed after being beat up, and he walks up, and he's like, get up, warriors don't, or, what, what is this, a warrior shouldn't lie on the ground. And she just kind of turns her head away and doesn't say anything, <laughs> right. and so he immediately changes the changes the subject into, oh, actually, wait, where's the fangire? Yeah, and I guess, uh... Yeah, the episode ends with him saying, Eva, I don't want your button, I want your life. It's so yeah, edgy. Which is very How... romantic, if I think he but he's actually talking about murdering him, so you know. Yeah, it's I don't Also, how did he know Kiva was in the building? Like nobody said anything. He just uh... kinda turns his head to the side and goes, Kiva? I assume it's like uh it's he because Kiva. uh Megumi didn't like answer right away when um he asked what was going on. Why would that make him think Kiva? Because I think they're aware that Kiva's a thing and that he would presume that his boss man would have Megumi not want to tell him because of how he is. Okay, I guess I can see that, yeah. 
Oh boy. Alright. So, that's episode three. Episode four is just kind of continuation of this storyline. Yeah, uh, episode four is called... Reverie, Wild Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I know what a reverie is. So, yeah, that's a musical yeah. reference. This is the first appearance of Kiva, Sif form. <laughs> Garrett's really been wanting no. to say that joke on recording no. for a few days. No, I, I will <laughs> say that is S-I-F, Sif, not S-I-T-H, Sith. Yeah, the the Dark Souls dog. Yes. And <laughs> we, we will get to why that what why that is when we get there. I you can you can probably already know if you know about the Dark Souls pupper. You can make some ideas at least. Oh, I mean I guess we could have used uh what what's the legendary in Pokemon Sword? That one too? Oh uh, yeah, does that the thing new have a name yet? Uh, it does. Yeah. I just they said it once and then it's weird esoteric bullshit. So. Sword legendary. Yeah. There's also the thing where like the shield one has like the exact same color scheme as like the movie or the V Cinema exclusive Grease form and it's the best. That's great. <gasps> oh, I think that's a reference a lot less people will know, but sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I think for this audience they would they would un- they would get the build reference. Well, I guess people who listen to our show, yes. But in general. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, episode opens with Kiva losing again, and us getting explained to by Kavat about the most expensive violin in the world named Hammer that was auctioned off for 400 million yen. That's a really sweet name for a violin. It's, that's a very silly name. I'm really into it. Also, wasn't the guy in uh, Castlevania Aria of Dawn named Hammer? Maybe? Arya of Sorrow, you mean? I think like, Dawn and Arya are like the same thing. There's Arya of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow. But the, <gasps> I think they both have Hammer. Hammer? Uh, Soma Cruz? Which character is Hammer? He's the... Oh, the, the shop guy. Yeah, the, the shop, shop guy? guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think like, that was his name. Like, I wonder if that's like a reference. I feel like that that would be a reference, considering like Castlevania is super gothic. Hammer the Shopkeeper was a reference to the Hammer films of the 70s, you clowns. I have no idea. I'll believe Kavat. <laughs> I guess he could be referencing something real. Alright, so the past section in episode 4 is actually quite short. It's more um, of the same. Yeah, it's more of, hey, this there's, there's this other man who has importance in the future part that had his life ruined by, well, he says he had his life ruined by Kuranaya Toya, which was literally, this This is one of the things that makes me frustrated with Atoya. Because the guy describes of, well, it's, I was having dinner, and there was this guy playing the violin, and he was fantastic, and I told him, hey... I, I want to have you put on a concert, because this is fantastic. I'll set everything up, and Otoya's doing like, yeah, and getting fed, and they're having a good time. And then on the day of the concert, Otoya just didn't show up. Well, he didn't, <laughs> act, he didn't like, really agree to it. Yeah, did, did he, like, call Otoya the day before? Be like, hey, 
You want to RSVP for this concert I bought and set up everything for you for? Yeah, all we know is that this guy set up a concert for Atoya, and then Atoya just didn't show up. Because right. like in this in this flashback, like when the guy proposes it, Atoya's like, "Nah, I'm actually good." That's true. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. In order for us to understand that Atoya has any culpability in this situation, you need to explain some of what happened in the middle there. <gasps> Yeah, and the more well, I'm looking at this again. Atoya is being specifically. Uh, he's dancing around the question because, like, it's brought up yeah, earlier he, that he doesn't do performances anymore. So, yeah, that'd be a big thing if he did one. I mean, he does say, "Is it well?" That's, that's true. just he, a he cheap way to get s- liquor for so yeah, he can he hit just on Yuri plays more. The guy to get pay- liquor and paid. Also, like. The, the comeback line Yuri has where she says, you're not on my menu, it's really good. That's a salad burn. It is. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It's not that the guy just saw him playing randomly. It's literally, Kerr and I went to a restaurant, ate a bunch of meals, and then stood up and played violin for his payment again like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> God. Really, but, uh, really, if his performances are that impressive, he's overpaying all these people. They should be grateful. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, like... I, who knows? <laughs> so, the past section ends up with Yuri giving her report to Shima, who's her superior. Yeah, and Shima's like, like, yeah, we're not gonna hire him. And she comes <laughs> in and is like, so he drinks all the time, he cheats people out of money, He's a flanderer and doing all this debt to debt and basically listing all these negatives. And yeah, Shima's just like, actually, you know, we don't need him. Actually, <laughs> it sounds this? like he'd be really good for undercover work. Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't. He probably has too high of a profile for them to hire him at this point. Otoya's little bit ends with um, Yuri punching him like straight fist in the eye. <laughs> and giving him a huge black eye, and the scene immediately after it is him in the t- in the tub going like, mm, ah, you know, being hit by a woman isn't isn't half bad. Yeah, he's into it. <laughs> I guess it's awoken something in him. Okay, I I don't know how to feel about it, Toya. But yeah, that's basically the the past part. Future has a lot more happening in it. In it. Yep. Uh, it starts with Wataru just basically being completely despondent about the fact of, well, man. He's doing the thing where he's sitting on the floor with his knees curled up to his chest and just, like, kind of hanging his head. He's done this a few times now. It's what he does when he's feeling really sad. He's like, oh, my dad was a terrible person. What do I do? Miss Lawyer, what do I need to do? Oh, you you just need to find one good thing he did, and that will make up for all of his crimes. That's what the victims are thinking. And no, now that I'm re- now that I'm looking back on this, it's n- literally not. That's what the victims are thinking. It's literally this woman yeah, is like that's her I suggestion. Don't, it is her. This is one hundred percent her. Like I am so angry that this man lied to me about thinking I was pretty. He's scum because of it. Yeah, yeah. and then in the intro. Um... Yeah, Wataru says, I wish that paladin dude could have been my dad instead. Yep. 
There was that too. Yeah, this is. I don't know. That's weird. It is again, like it's it's a contrivance to have a thing happen rather than having a thing happen. That explains maybe, something. Yeah. Maybe they are yeah, just no, weird. It, maybe they're just weird like that. It's yeah. it's true. If we get the if we get the explanation, if we get an explanation for it later that explains it, no, just fangars are just weird like that. They have some weird, like becoming a fangar makes them have some sort of obsession thing like that. Then yeah, it would make sense. But instead of like how in Kuga. That just sounds like a zombie thing where, like, you just come back after being dead and you're just, like, super in tune with, like, the thing that was on your mind when you were dying. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah, it feels to me, instead of, like, the story... Like, how in Kuga, where the story happened in certain ways and then the characters had to deal with it, this is the writer saying, we need these... We need... This, this, and this, and this to happen to these characters. How do we modify the story to have it happen that way? Yeah, the Kiva's kind of a rough start. Just a bit. Like, I mean, again, like, I think I, I've said it multiple times. I, I feel like you probably need to give, a, like, a Toku show, like, the 12 episode start to actually <laughs> see what it's going to do. Yeah. Because in like the first twelve, like the series, it's getting it's like it's getting its feet wet. They have to go through all the toy crap and just like <laughs> all of that. So like you really don't know what you really don't know what like your your thesis is until like your first arc's over. That's true. And sometimes your first arc can be really good though. Sometimes just we'll, not we'll, here. We we can hope. But yeah, this ends with uh. Wataru, yes, Wataru wondering if it couldn't have been Nago had been, been his dad. Then we go go see a bit of part of what type of person Nago is. Where he goes and not accosts, but basically goes and talks to Shima and starts demanding like, Kiva's Kiva's appeared, right? And, and you said that he might be an enemy of humanity, so you should tell me where he is so that I can go kill him. Because I'm so much better than him. I was just more entertained by, like, the racquetball skill that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, Shima is doing racquetball as he's talking. Like, racquetball looks really fun. I really hope they give some reason why Shima is just, like, constantly worried about physical fitness. Because it's super weird. I don't know. It just strikes me as weird, or at least. I don't know. Maybe he wants to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, Nago but is it's, like, all he does... Dim- Nago is keeps going like, keeps asking, "Give me permission to kill Kiva. Let me kill Kiva. Let me go and kill Kiva because I'm I'm so much better than Kiva." He, and they also even spate they they make a note that uh, Nago says that Shima Shima had said that Kiva might be an enemy of humanity. Yeah, there's definitely like this re- qualifier in there. Yeah, and Shima even says, "Oh, well, that's just a hypothetical." So, yeah, no, it makes me think that he says, well, Kiva might be a problem, and everyone literally, every single underling took that as, well, we gotta kill Kiva. <laughs> we, got, we, gotta kill, we gotta kill Kiva, because he might be bad. Right. Fucking what sort of organization out. is this? It's extremely confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's Nago literally walks up to people on the street and says, hey, kid, you wanna hunt vampires? Is it, like, hereditary, or what? The the world may never know. 
I'm hoping it, I'm hoping this gets explained at some point. <laughs> I really do. Is Yuri like dead and they uh, recruit orphans or something? Right, so I the interesting bit of this scene to me is that Shima doesn't say it, but he seems to imply that if Nago and Kiva fought, Nago would lose. Yeah, he does like um, the I know your abilities, Nago, better. I know your abilities best. And Nago's like, you don't know me. I know me. I mean, unless Nago has, like, some insane thing that he can whip out that we haven't seen yet, then, yeah, well, Kiva would definitely we, kill we his ass. we do learn that Nago has his own rider system. No, 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 no. he he literally no, says, it, it's not his... my rider system is better than Kiva's. We can say that. That is word. F- it's not specific. It, it's Ixa, yes, but there's an Ixa prototype in 86. Yes, there is, but Nago is specifically, that's what he's talking about, is Nago is saying, we learn, we di- we haven't seen the Ixa prototype in the past yet. Right, we haven't even seen the Ixa in, Th- in this the real is the time fr- yet. This is the first indication that of our second, I mean, we already knew that Nago was the secondary writer, but this is the confirmation that he already has a, si- a writer system. Right. Which I is totally weird that they call, that. It's weird that they call <laughs> Kiva a writer system. Right, because yeah. it seems like he got it from his dad or something. I don't know. Like, like Kiva seems more mystical versus like the the writer systems techn- technological. Yeah, this doesn't seem like he got a driver from somewhere or anything. Right. No. The this little scene ends with this weird forced bit of romance where Shima is like, "Hey, Nago." Get along, play nice with Megumi. Nago's just like, oh, don't worry. I already like her. (sighs) And he specifically says, Daisuke desu. I'm more just saying what I read on the wiki more so than this actual scene. Yeah, no, it's... mm. Yeah, I didn't interpret this, like, particularly meaningfully at all. No, it's definitely more my my extra knowledge that I got on the wiki coming through at this point. Okay. So it will tell you. We'll tell you in a little bit. Yeah. When when we're not when we're not on mic. Um, Okay. So so Wataru is uh, goes back to Maldemore, and uh, Megumi starts fucking with him again because he's just trying to meet up with uh, with Nago. Nago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Nago shows up, and they start chatting, and um, he's mostly asking Nago, like, what do I do about my dad sucking so much? Right. There's also the bit where Megumi's like, but hey, hey, what about me? I want to listen to your problems. <laughs> Wait, Nago, Nago, what what the fuck are you doing? No, Nago. Yeah, she keeps being This annoying. is my project. <laughs> Nago, go away! And then she's like, master, say something to the shop owner, and fucking shop owner. And he just like gl- like looks at her and pours some coffee grounds into a cup. And he's just like, nope, not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of hate I, him. I, she she keeps trying to interrupt, and they he just knows, keep ignoring like, her. The implication is that he knows everybody's backstory already, right? Yeah, and they don't. Yeah. <gasps> and he's just like, I'm gonna sit here and know everything off in the corner. I'm so, like, you motherfucker, you could be telling me the plot right now. Apparently, Nago and Kiva move their lunch to another location yep. where they're continuing to discuss what to do about his dad sucking. Uh, until Nago sees a guy who is apparently well, on his bounty list. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. You skipped my favorite fucking scene. What's your favorite fucking show? scene? So, okay. Oh, the bit when the moth jumps they... out of the water and freaks out the fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that that quick cut to like, yes. oh yeah, the moth fan guy is still a thing. So, yeah, they're 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 having their conversation. They decide to go they well, we finished the cut so I'm proceeding to the cut scene with Megumi being frustrated. And it cuts to the scene of a guy walking down this stream. And it's a very nice stream. And he's like, oh, man, this spot looks good. <laughs> and then the moth fangire just, like, leaps out of the water, just arms spread, going, <laughs> and tackles him. And then scene cuts, and they're both gone. And it's just five seconds. I love it. It's so dumb. <laughs> it was pretty funny, yeah. Okay, so anyway, yes. at lunch, Naga runs, sees some guy who's apparently on his bounty list, and who's trying to pay for his lunch with a counterfeit credit card, and starts assaulting the dude. And, yeah. uh, yeah, Wataru... Yeah, and Wataru had been asking for advice about what to do with his dad. The advice was, and... don't think, just do. Yeah, it's literally just, do something nice for the pre- people your father hurt, and that should help with your conscience. It's the same suggestion then, as yes. the insane lawyer person, so... Pretty much, but put in a much nicer way instead of pay your father's debt. Well, it, like, it was more hey, of like a don't mull over it, just like do what you think will help. Right. So Wataru yeah. runs off and presumably he's checking those binders while he is off screen and then runs up. And I guess this guy that uh, is on the bounty list or whatever is someone else that uh, Atoya had run into. And Wataru's... Yeah, this guy gets uh, gets beat up and Wataru then just like kneels down and is like, hey, hey. Do you know my dad? Well, it's um, Nago calls it, calls the mark by his name, which is Tachikawa Yuji, and uh, Wataru recognizes the name from the binder and then goes and finds it. He's also got the, the this guy, and um, we haven't described what he looks like. He's wearing like a, a suit, like a kind of a, a sleazy looking pinstripe, pinstripe suit, and uh, he's like partially bald and has extremely long flowy hair on the sides he has he has steven seagal hair <laughs> yeah he's you're older on top than seagal though no he is but like the hairstyle that he has before like his hair comes out of the ponytail is very much steven seagal oh it's ridiculous yeah he gets beat up pretty easily tries to fight nago and nago just counters all of his attacks Right, so then this guy flashbacks to the whole thing where he, you know, tried to get Atoya to do a concert, and that didn't go well. And yes. that's what he blames for why his life is so bad now. Right. He's like, it, it's Atoya didn't, sh- Atoya didn't show up, so I lost all faith in people, and I started running scams. Um, okay, dude. <laughs> so that after seems... the flashback, uh, yeah, Wataru is a, the other two guys, the crossing guard and the ramen shop dude. Uh, Wataru is helping them do their jobs as uh, his form of atonement, apparently. Yes. M- Megumi runs up while he's doing this and is like, wait a minute, why are you doing this? This is stupid. I want to talk about how impressive it is that she also helps him with the cart while she's wearing, like, these huge heels. Yeah, it's like, when she's not oh, fighting, damn. Megumi has some good physical strength. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, those would be extremely hard to walk in. <laughs> so the fact Her that she just, like, runs up good. and... Yeah, the fact that she runs up and just, like, grabs this cart that Wataro's having problems with was super impressive. <laughs> I do like that both of the guys that Wataru is trying to help 
like they give this impression of at at first they're like oh you know he's helping but we're not it's not gonna make us forgive him but then you know that changes when shizuka later comes up and like begs to them about it right yeah and this is when um megumi has her thing with uh what what the nago nago yeah nago with a paladin guy where she says apparently the reason she doesn't like him is because she feels like he tries to be great just so he can be condescending and superior to other people and so you take you need weak people around you you take care of them so you can stand above them so this this is almost like an interesting character development thing I thought it was an interesting reason to not like the guy. He I, does seem kind of pompous. The, the problem is, is it feels more to me like Megumi is get, taking her own interpretation of how he acts to just try and spirit him. Like, I, I don't believe her that when she says that he's this way. There is no way. She, she has not acted in any way that makes me think, yeah, no. I think that she has a good idea of this person's personality. It's true I, that Megumi might not be the best judge of people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find her an entirely unreliable narrator in every way. Though, also, I don't know anything about this other guy, and he doesn't seem super likable, so, you know. No, he just seems a little arrogant and over the top because, because he's good at what is, is good at his job, is what it feels like to me. I mean, like if you th- let's, if, let's if every him. single one of those buttons on his string is a bounty, he does a lot of work. If his job is to hunt Fangires, he doesn't even attempt to. He doesn't look like he's trying to do that at all. So you know, I just think he's just a bounty hunter. Well, that raises a lot of questions about their weird yeah, it organization. Does. The like, he he responds to or Naga responds to Megumi's um, needling. With the phrase of, you analyze me to try and get ahead of me. How saddening. All you'll find is that there's nothing you can do to beat me. And then he just walks off and Megumi gets frustrated. But yeah, she's, like this, she's like, got a like real like this... fuck that guy look, which, uh, you know, is basically what I would be thinking at that time. So. He's, like, he's like, he said what? There's like a really what? good like delayed what? reaction to it, though. It is. Because she just like stands there for a minute register. and then just kind of like growls angrily. Okay, so, but after that, um, Wataru is apparently helping with a road construction, probably to help some other person who was never introduced on screen. It was at this point that Garrett remembered that the Met Hats from Mega Man are a reference to something. (laughs) Road construction workers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's Japanese road construction. I just always forgot that, like, that was a legitimate thing. Oh, okay. I mean, they wouldn't really make sense otherwise. They look like Shizuka is basically pleading with the ramen shop owner and the crossing guard is like, look, he's and it's it's the middle of the night. Oh, hold up. We never talked about how crazy that crossing guard place was. No, we oh, we mentioned true. while you were away that it's all the wind's always blowing like 80 miles an hour there. OK, <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> but yes, uh, she's pleading with them is like, look, Wataru is doing all this ridiculous stuff to try and make up for his father. He's working at night, even. Can can you please just forgive him? Yeah. See, figure one, a sweet, innocent boy. Yeah, and she's cause, like, he's clearly a good guy. He really, he wants the best for people. And they give each other a look like, yeah, she's right. Oh. Yeah, this, they, they look at, they look at each other. Then they look at Wataru, and Wataru falls over. 
and spills stuff and starts getting yelled at. And they're and they're looking they're looking at each other like, uh, I guess we can forgive this kid. We also we we passed my favorite my favorite like shot in this episode where they do like the match cut of Otoya in the bath after being punched in the face. Oh to yeah, Kiva yeah. in the bath with with like his head injury from apologizing so much, and smacking <laughs> that, his head on yeah, the ground from bowing. It was a really good match cut. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, for a minute there I thought Kavat was in the past, but he's just he's not, so. It was a, it is a slightly confusing. It's another short scene of uh Wataru Is he playing the Bloody Rose? I can't tell. It might be that time. It's yeah. not in the Yeah, it, no, yeah, he, is. he is. It's not in the cabinet. He's play it's it's Wataru's playing the Bloody Rose thinking about his dad. And I mean that's literally all that is. It's just him thinking about his dad and ignoring Kivat as Kivat tries to talk to him. He, and he thinks, "Father, I want to see you. Uh, what kind of person are you?" And I'm like, "Is his dad dead or not? It's not really been addressed at all." The world may never know. <sighs> I mean, presumably you, you will know, eventually. You cheated. I cheat about very specific so, things. <laughs> so then we see uh, Natsukawa, the lawyer, and the two old men are at a shrine. Mm-hmm. And the two old men are basically going, you know what? Our lives aren't actually all that bad. Yeah, they're like, you know, things are fine. The, cross, the crossing guard is like, I get to see the kids smile every day, and they're happy to see me. And the ramen store owner is like, yeah, I've got some yeah. regular customers that love my food. You know, it's... It's not that bad. Actually, you know, we could even thank Atoya for this. That that might be a bit much, but like <laughs> I I feel like also a part of it, like no one's just like but Japanese bubble. Yeah. Right, that's right. true. And so Natsukawa tur- is uh in the back and she's like, No, that's unacceptable. How yeah, so, can't forgive so him. So she fangires the crossing guard guy. Yeah, so yeah, Natsukawa the lawyer is our moth fangire. And also something I just now noticed. Each Fangire's little ethereal... They're different. Yeah, each one is different and specific to the Fangire. They're little ethereal fangs that come out and stab into people. Yeah, I guess they are specific to the animal they are. Like, hers were yellow. I think the horse had, like, four or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So she transforms. uh, Wataru gets notice and goes after her on on his cool little bike. On his Kiva bike. And both the old men die, which is a little sad. Yeah. Yeah, they seem cool. Except, like, the first guy died at the uh, shrine, and I guess the second guy ran to the beach and then died on the beach. Yeah. yeah so who's, Wataru... who's going to serve ramen and cross the kids across streets now? Yeah. So Wataru starts fighting Miss Moth, and, uh,. Is doing okay. Look, he was doing great until he happens to knock her out of Fangire form. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, okay, so is the real person the disguise, or is the Fangire the the disguise? What's the top layer? It's kind of like your your transformed form, you know? Like how writers get knocked out of their transformed form? It's like that. I, I guess that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so then we learn uh, what Natsukawa's deal was. I, I'm... Uh. Um, and she she was talking about oh there was one good thing he did he used to, I, 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 I came upon him one time and he was playing music for the flowers and it was so pretty and it was I, I, I fell in love with him instantly yeah. and then 
And then he came by and he said I was beautiful. And I was just so smitten. And the world was rosy and color. And then that bitch went and saw another woman. And now I'm going to kill him. And I'm going to kill his kid. And I'm going to ruin his life. Yeah, he moved on. Because oh he does not actually stick to like one partner ever. So <gasps> she's super mad about it. I, I hate how she's written. Yeah, it's so petty. This really... did not at all strike me as strange. I I get I don't know. I had a totally different reaction to this. I was just like, oh, okay, so she's bitter. Eh. The the I think part of it is is this idea of the scorned woman coming back and like destroying a man's entire life and livelihood and family just because got rejected seems really insulting yeah i ditto it's the the idea that oh he rejected me this is the worst thing ever i must destroy him and his life and family that 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 feels just i don't like it (laughs) i don't like that story trope no, it feels like really ill-defined and like it doesn't help like the general development of of female characters in Kiva. No, it doesn't. I, I get. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch another four because y'all keep saying that like the they treat the women in this badly. I'm I've watched all these again now. I don't see it at all, honestly. It does not really feel like they treat the women any different than they do in any other writer's show to me. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe, I I don't know. I mean, even if it's not any different, it's just there's more of it. Yeah. Like, like Zio doesn't doesn't treat Tsukiyomi well either, but like... That's true, But like, we don't see Tsukiyomi every episode having that happen, where every episode we're seeing either Yuri and or Megumi getting beat, and then, again, with this Having stuff... to be saved. Yeah. Or is... Tsukiyomi has had to be saved, like, actively saved, I think... I think just, like, the one times? Oh, uh, like, well, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a couple times, and most of the time, Tsukiyomi's not... I don't feel written very well, but she's kind of just relegated to... You know, a speed wagon standing in the side and looking shocked instead of trying something and actively being smacked down. Yeah, I I actually that bugs me way more. Uh, having characters that like have agency and our motivations and are attempting to do something and like getting injured uh, does not strike me as particular as I think that's less sexist than just treating them like props. But, you know. That's true. It's it's the feeling of whether, like, the active denial of your agency or just not being given agency at all is worse, in your opinion. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've only watched four episodes of this show, so there's plenty more. There's, yeah. there's a whole, we, we, like, what? Is this a 50-episode show, Garrett? Yeah, 49, 50. So there's another 46 episodes to go. So, so we, will we be could both end familiar. up being wrong in the end. We'll see. We'll be very familiar with uh with uh what this what the show's like by the end. <laughs> right. I, I I don't know. I I still think there are more points where you can where it's, you can look at it and be like, "Eh, it's not the best look for you show." <laughs> and I do think the lawyer latest part of it like 
it's like super one dimensional and like it's super just like tropey to be it just because of this a toy playboy man. It, her line is, "He wouldn't stop before me," mm-hmm. and it's literally just, "He wouldn't look at me like I'm pretty, so I'm become evil vampire." So anyway, there's this fight where Kiva turns into a wolf. It's it's uh it turns into weird. a furry. Um but yeah, he's he he transforms, he goes back into Kiva form and starts losing. Like actively losing. Yeah, because now that um, Wataro has seen like the 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 who that person is can't just he fight can't. him as a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. She, she revealed her backstory and that powered her. Well, no. So, she revealed her backstory, and Kiva feels bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. that actually what's going on. <laughs> so Kavat is like, "Dude, come on!" and activates one of his upgrades by himself, which I hope is not just a Chekhov's gun that's put on the table and actually becomes a thing later. So, um, if if you look at um at Kiva's like belt holders, the the three upgrade fusils are right there. Yeah, they are. No, I'm well, talking one of about the, for the fact writer, of right. I'm, I'm on the other the side. There's of... the three for the wolf and the other two. Oh, okay, okay. I'm more talking about the fact of Kivat being the one to be like, no, you upgrade now instead <coughs> of uh, Kiva being the one to do it. I think I this want is, more of that. I think this is just more that Kiva's not going to do it, and and Watru is going to let himself get killed pretty much and Kavat's like no we're not doing this right yeah so uh we get the blue whistle out Fuck's sake, this right but thing. the intensely weird part is like okay so the, he blows on the blue whistle the castle dragon thing we've already talked about how weird that is plenty of times shows yep. up um but uh okay so we go into a room that is implied to be inside the castle dragon there's Correct, dude. It's, we had seen it at the end of episode two. Right, right. Yeah, he was playing chess and he put down like the wolf knight thing because he's a wolf. Get right. it? So there is a guy lounging in an extremely nice room in a partic- in like a, a nice suit. Uh, it's an empty room except for a chair and a table with coffee on it. So he he says, "I will go out. I guess I'll go out and breathe the air of this corrupt world." Uh, so he he rubs the ground while emitting blue lightning and then disappears. I, I, I think she it's like more. And turns into it's, a sword. it's like less of like a rub. It's kind of like a claw scratch to the ground. Right, right. Like a wolf. Yeah, uh, and he's like it, got a it, blue wolf spirit form next to him when he does it. It remind the the effect of it reminds me of the alchemy electricity in Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. So uh, and apparently um, he turned into a sword, and that yeah, shoots, he turned into a sword. Shoots out of the dragon thing's fl- mouth and flies into Kiva's hand. No, it it doesn't just shoot out of its mouth. The dragon like shoots a fireball <laughs> that has the sword in, just like. Rah! Oh yeah, yeah, I guess you're yeah. right. Yeah. So um, and, uh, it's a really fucking cool sword. <laughs> it does. It is a, a good toy. It's true. It's like a wolf head on the hilt, and then a curved blade. Looks pretty cool. And yeah, like it's kind chain... of like it's like a scimitar with like an extra curve or like a falchion. Uh, I I don't I don't know what kind of sword it is. Sword, it, it, but... It's like a curved sword, but it's curved again. Yeah. So so Kiva grabs it and he turned blue, 
Yeah, it he does. it shoots chains up his body that chain turn him into his blue upgrade form. Yeah, his left arm yeah. gets blue. He gets like a blue shoulder thingy. His body thing gets the- like chains over his regular body thing, and they turn blue. His eyes turn blue, and then Kivat's eyes turn blue. Yep. And uh, immediately after transforming, like his entire. His demeanor changes. How how the, yeah, his demeanor changes. How the suit actor is acting, he's it's much more feral yeah. and wolf like. It's yeah. which looks really it sweet. Makes, I'm pr- I'm really into it. It makes me think that this is like the upgrade forms are more like possession than just straight upgrade. I don't I don't think Again, it's like more full, like deno. I don't think it's like full no, possession. No, not though. not full possession, but parts of the wolf guy's personality are now part of kiva right like exactly how deno works <laughs> presumably correct yeah i don't want to relate it to deno because i don't like deno but <laughs> i think i'm gonna like deno i might like deno once i actually watch it fully but when i first tried it it wasn't my cup of tea but uh so kiva's able to just kind of win yeah, you get to see a lot of new cool attacks yeah the uh, sword can apparently howl out blue rings of force and then that, uh, I'm, that I'm like less into, like that's super toyish and like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's that ability was literally just here, push the button to make the toy roar. Uh, Kavat bites the sword and that turns it into a super form. Yeah, it's like that's like, like how it how it starts bite. the finisher. So, yeah. so first, Kavat has to bite the sword, and he bites the blade of the sword, and uh, so yeah. the finisher starts. And the sun and the moon comes out. The mouth panel in Kiva's helmet opens up, and he yep. can put the sword in his mouth. Yep. And then he puts the sword in his mouth. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it so much. <laughs> and he, then he charges at the moth with the sword in his mouth, and it looks so bad. It's really weird. Like the moon, the moon thing happens, and he jumps into the air, and then he does like some flips. Yeah. He's doing like an axe kick, but like instead of the, it being a kick, it's the sword, and the sword's in his yeah, mouth. He, okay. He is. It feels like he jumps up into the air and is spinning on his Y axis. Oh yeah, I definitely see the green and purple upgrade forms over there. Now that you mention it, yep, they're right there. Uh, is is yep. red, blue, green, purple a standard upgrade form pattern for Common Riders, Garrett? Um, or is this just a weird coincidence? It's the exact same as Kuga. <gasps> I think this is just a weird convenience thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, and there is also the cool thing when this final attack hits and he does the slash, there's a big burst of blue fire that forms into the shape of the guy's wolf, the the wolf head of the guy from inside the church dragon. Right, right. It looks good. Yeah, it's pretty and good. The church, I like dragon, it. church dragon flies by, eats the little rainbow soul. And then we get to hear some cool guitar. Oh no, cool violin that yeah. Atoya is playing because yeah. I guess he feels better now. It, it cuts back or to Wataru, Wataru and Atoya playing. playing the violin across. The yeah, line. Uh, they don't show what happened to the blue guy. Presumably, he ended up back in the dragon castle thing. I guess. Yeah, <gasps> probably. Yeah, I don't know. So it's like my other problem. Like this doesn't resolve. Wataru's like, I guess I'll learn more about my dad now. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. I'm, I want to watch more of this just to see where it goes. Oh, but it does look like we might get 
uh, Nago's writer system next episode. Oh, so second writer early on, huh? I guess this is, I guess episode five or so is about when they tend to introduce them, it seems like. It depends what show. Yep. So that's, uh, Kiva three and four. And it's okay. Yeah. I, I did not think I had particularly strong feelings about the show, but since, I guess since you guys are strongly negative on it, I, I guess I'm enjoying it a lot. More I don't, than... I don't even think I'm like strongly negative on it. Yeah, no, it's, I it, think it's I'm in the middle like... of you two on the polar. You sound, you both sound extremely negative. So if you, you know, it's, I don't I think, I think I sound as extremely negative as Evan. No, I, I think I'm the most negative on this out of the three of us. Because it's there are stories that there's story stuff in it that's actively irritating to me. Um, Garrett, I get the feeling is more like is more up in the air. Oh, need to see more to let it see, and then I've yeah, Chris, you're I've been enjoying, enjoying it, it so far. I I think well, the it, characters thing, are weird it's... and interesting, and I I just want to know what happens to them. Yeah, it when when we're in fights and we're not. When the show isn't trying to give me character development and is literally just look at the monsters and the guy in the suit fighting, I like it. I like the fights. I like the character design. I like the design of all the monsters. I I like the Fangires as creatures. I want to I want to know more about the Fangires and how they work. But every time humans in the show try and start having relationships or try and start being human it doesn't it feels off to me it feels much more manufactured there's like we need to have it happen this way so that the characters feel this thing i can see that that yeah that's like a part of it too i I don't think yuri's like really all that good at all like i think she's pretty bland and then she's there to just kind had a whole lot of personality megumi has a much like more distinctive personality than Yuri does. Yeah, and I I will say, Megumi is a good character. I just hate her. She just rubs me the wrong way. I can see that. Uh, yeah, I I really disliked how she treated Wataru, but the way that she uh, but Nojo Nogo, whatever his name is, Nago. Nago. Yeah, the way that she was uh, you know, given Nago shit, I actually thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> the the fact that I am having such an intent like a. The fact that I am having an intense emotional reaction, even negative towards her, it speaks well for her character writing. I just, right. just don't like her. <laughs> I I mean, I would also, like, I I, I think she's probably the best, she's probably my fa- best or favorite right now of these four. But, like, I wish, like, in combat she wasn't useless. Yeah, I, I want her to succeed in combat. Yeah. I, I want to see her actually win not just show up and immediately get slapped into the trash can yeah i think uh if nago is going to be our secondary writer they need to have him be uh more interesting or cooler or something because he's i don't like him so far like he's a paladin he's gonna spew about justice and fight things and we get to uh, man that's making me man i really hope we don't go with a stereotypical paladin fall because, uh, I don't know, um, I guess the a, a bunch of the other secondary writers have just been more interesting than that. But, uh, it, well, it took them a little while to get going. We'll have to so, see. I mean, we are only four episodes in. 
we've got a lot to go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I I'm iffy on it. Like, there's parts that I like, but it seems like for every part that I like, there's some like flaw right after it. Where yeah, I'm just like, show every everything that I could like about it. There is something that co- yeah, there's something that comes up almost immediately after that. While doesn't like ruin the good part, gives a very sour aftertaste. Or just like things just like don't connect well. Like I like why why was the lawyer like why why yeah why why these two if, episodes? If we had more information about why Fangires do what they do, then maybe this would have been better. Like, but as it is, all we know about Fangires is that. They suck the color out of right. people. Right. Yeah, and like for That's, that is literally it. We knew more about the unknown life forms in the first episode of Kuga, and we didn't know shit about them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we we knew, we knew like literally nothing other than the fact that there are these weird beasts that came out of the ground and killed an entire college class. Whereas with the Fangires, it's I I guess they're glass and they suck color out of people. Right. That's it. If, I mean, I can see Fangires being really, really, really interesting. I can see a lot of ways they could be really interesting. I just want those to happen soon. Mm hmm. And with only. I don't want to say I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't have very good hope for it, even with only these four episodes. But then there's the part of me that's going. Evan, it's literally only four episodes. You've got a lot more to watch. Yeah, considering how long Kuga took for like fucking anything to happen in that show, I've I'm and, like four episodes yeah. feels like we're barely scratching. The That's true, but to like, me. but like one of the strong points of Kuga though was like that a lot of the slow stuff really set things to build and stuff. It did. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I w- and I'll also say. Garrett, both you and I didn't particularly like Zio at the start, and now we're now we're super in with Zio. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think this will go the same way. I don't There's either. I mean, no way the show can have as insane of a plot as Zio. It's just not possible. No, but in the sense that as we go on, we will grow to like the I show. Mean, the possibility exists. I, my issues with Zio were also very different, though. Oh yeah, no, that's that is entirely fair. Like my my Zio term was completely completely like a self. A self-changing thing than this show changing <laughs> is Z- Zio didn't change. You did. Yes, Kara just had to learn to let go. Like I, I, I learned to to accept what's going on, but it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter because like later Zio spoilers, like Zio's just decade season two, and it's now the best show ever. Yeah, I was actually really right. uh, surprised when uh, I saw you post the other day that they don't really reveal what happened to Decade between his show and Zio, and I'm like, that's a really interesting thing to explore. Like, yeah, what the hell happened there? Yeah, and I I, I like my headcanon idea, of course, because I headcanned in it, but... That he just did Kamen Rider Decade, but again, for the second half of the Heisei era. <laughs> but, like, I, I specifically think, like, ah, see, I can't talk about it because either you finished build. <laughs> but, like, with, with the build finale and, like, before Zio, I think, like, it it could fit, like, really well in between there. Okay. But, yeah, that, that's a different <sighs> thing. I Zio, Zio's not explaining things is less of an issue than Kiva not explaining things. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, like Zeo still works when you just kind of like hand wave most of the time stuff. Where Kiva, where Kiva's just like, what the fuck is going on? The setting in Kiva well, is it's so bizarre that we like it, really need to know some more about this world. Yeah, it feels to me more like the stuff that they're hand waving in Zeo is the stuff that specifically went in the early bits of the show when they went to you and go, okay, so the stuff where you have to think about how this stuff works, that's not important to the theme of the show and how the story of the show goes. Yes. You don't need to worry about it. Whereas this Kiva stuff that's missing is all stuff that would be important to the plot of the show and literally isn't the stuff you'd sit around with your friends spitballing for hours as you think and theorize about a show. Right. This is stuff that you question like, wait, but why would they do this? Why would that happen? Not, oh man, it was, but if that's true, then this is true. And then if that's true, then this is true. I'm actually super unclear on what the theme of Kiva is compared to Deca- yeah. uh, compared to Zio, honestly. Like, yeah. I, Zio compared- actually established like what it was about really quick. Compared to both Zio, Kuga, and Decade. Like, it, what what is the theme of Kiva? Breaking the Chains of Destiny? Um, what destiny? How do we yet? know that? Like, I'm in, like okay. if it's the way that Wataru relates to his past, like that's interesting. But I, like that's too broad. Like, yeah, what about the that? only the only information we've gotten about the theme of the show is in the opening, right? That's it. We don't we don't have any explanation. We just have the line breaking the chains of destiny. Well, okay, also th- they've done a lot of showing us that the lives of both. Wataru and Atoya and Yuki are. I mean, maybe yeah, that's what's going to be parallel. Like they're yeah. Pe- I mean, like, maybe that's going to be the the maybe that's going to correlate into whatever destiny that comes into. It's like it's it's setting up the past to show like what the destiny is for the future characters, and right? Like for is, whatever is, they do with it. Is there something that like Atoya and Megumi did in the past that? that uh wataru and yuri need to specifically break from to like you, move forward you, with their lives or? you swap yuri and megumi got, oh did i you got the ladies okay swap. yuri in the past megumi in the present got it there you go <laughs> yeah i don't know and like i also feel like a lot of my complaints especially about like the not treating their female characters bad i think it's more just the tropes that are used more and how they have not aged well yeah, it's at least the, for the this. story tropes they're using for their female characters are all the stuff that you look at and go, that's that that's really not beneficial and is kind of actively detrimental. However, that like it's, it's also a thing I can't speak to it fully, but like it's also uh, one of the things that people do bring up when Kiva is brought up. So there's other stuff that happens later as well. Uh, so. so that so that's like a meme that uh yeah no it is it is it is well. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a meme. Kiva is super shitty. I to mean, its if it's a prop- popular idea that people have about the show, then it's like a meme. That's what yes. Okay, well, I, I guess I think of meme as like a haha jokey thing. No, no, I mean meme in the little in like what the word actually means. Meme in the sense of before it got distorted. Gotcha. When it was originally proposed. Remember, we were talking by... about standalone complexes and how meme means the same thing, but is actually more descriptive and stuff. I don't want to talk <laughs> yes. about standalone complexes ever again, <laughs> to be honest. Garrett, here's a fun thing. Go back and watch the final <coughs> cutscene 
of Metal Gear Solid 2. I've never played any Metal Gear Solid. No, you you don't you don't need to play it. You don't need to play it. The end of the end of playing it would probably make the end of is, two make less sense, honestly. <gasps> is a cutscene where there is a AI talking to Jack that is very, very fuck? seriously talking about memes. <sighs> so it, it's it's it it has entirely different connotation in today's no, world. No, but at the time I, I, I they were it. literally talking I, I get about it. It, yeah. it, that was a Garrett problem with how memes work now versus like what they could actually be used for. So I'm saying just go watch that because it's fun to watch and listen to him talk about the memes. Uh, they also so, did a lot of that in Revengeance too. If you haven't played Revengeance, Revengeance is a great game. Play it if you haven't. So, so, so I think. Jeans. So I think. I think. What, especially when I told Evan it too, I think we might also be looking out for it more. Yeah, it's my that is true. Or it's the first thing I'd heard about Kiva is, oh man, Kiva is super shitty with its female characters. That is literally the first thing I'd heard about the show. And so it's yeah, I think it's I think Garrett and I were primed for it more than you were. I guess that makes sense. However, I do think without that that there there are still early signs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I guess we will find out as we as we go on in the show. Yeah, no kidding. Alright, let's get out of here. Alright, cool. Um, we're on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com where there's like links to iTunes and Twitters and emails. The network Twitter is at riceball underscore FM. Uh, the email is journeythroughthedecacast at gmail.com Um... Chris's and my Twitter are on there. That's it's there if you want, I guess. Yep. Um that that's everything, right? Uh pretty much, yeah. Uh what are we doing next week? Are we doing more um more uh Kiva or do we want to do decade? Well we 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 can't do decade until we finish Kiva. Or I mean uh Th- that's the rules that we establish. Unless you mean decade season two, which is Zio. I meant Zio is what I meant. Okay. <laughs> we'll probably toss in a double episode of Zio somewhere. Yeah, there's there's like a new arc that's where we're at in Zio. And like Zero One's happening in like soon. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's we gotta figure out if we're gonna do anything for that. We did that with Zeo, and we're still not done. I was trying to figure out why everyone was laughing about A Leap to the Sky turns into a writer kick, but then I actually heard the bell because in it, Zero it's the One best it, fucking thing, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my god did did I tell you someone found out where they got that voice from, and it's from the same site where I get the the voice clips for Going Digital, where I have the Japanese voice say the title. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was real funny. Huh. Huh. They just pulled it off some Real random good. website. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got like a text-to-speech thing. Okay. It's for free 99. They might have actually paid for the license. <laughs> I hope they paid somebody. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Alright, um... That's the podcast. We're gonna get out of here. Yep. yep. Good night, everybody. Have fun, everybody. Uh, break mm-hmm. the chains. We've just been a passing roll, through roll, podcast. Fight the power. Remember that. You will not make fucking Gurren Lagan references on this podcast. They're not allowed to talk you about Gurren Lagan? Stop me. I, I don't know. I don't know why I was 
pretending to be angry about it. Yeah, now I'm just gonna try and find in as many secret ways to work in Gurren Lagann references as I can. God, not I seem to be sitting there trying to like listen for them the entire time. Good news, the editor doesn't know anything about the series to edit those out, so they're probably gonna slip through. Hooray! Have fun, everyone.